Patrick Elias with 2.32 left in the third. And the Devils have taken a 2-1 lead. Here's Grossman with a wrist shot, and Brodeur snatches it out of midair. Here's 88. Lindros makes the move, and Lindros is powered down to the ice by Scott Stevens. What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Trey Matthews. It's day two of this exciting quadrilogy episode series, if you want to call it that, between me and Jason Hernandez of Locked On Ducks. In this episode, we're going to be continuing our conversation about the flat salary cap for our both respective teams, and also, how will this affect our... Hmm, sort of the expansion draft that's going to be approaching for the Seattle Kraken. Like, who will the Devils give up? Who will the Ducks give up? And who will, you know, all in all, who can we expect to see in Seattle in the time being when that time, you know, when that time approaches us? But you know what? That's way down the future. So I do want to add something. No, we're not locked on Lakers. No, we're not locked on NBA, period. We are an NHL organization in terms of this branch for the Locked On Podcast Network. But you know what? We can go off the page a little bit and talk about other things because this week was Kobe Bryant week because it was both his birthday and also his holiday in California. So it's only fitting that we talk about an absolute legend because players like our own P.K. Subban admitted that Kobe Bryant was a big influence on him and also was sort of like a mentor and gave him some advice. And you know what? That goes to show you how big of a imprint that Kobe Bryant had on the sports world. So we have to acknowledge that. We have to respect that because Jason Hernandez, is, as you know, lives in California. So he attended Kobe Bryant's first and his last game um, in his career. So I think that's really worth talking about and also just worth talking about how much of an impact he had on not only my life, but Jason's life and just the whole world in general. So we also have to acknowledge that. And I can't wait for you guys to hear this in this episode. And we're going to touch on it just a little bit, I believe, in the next episode. But you know what? That's uh, for tomorrow. And we're going to focus on the now. To give you guys some update, this was recorded about, I'd say, a week or two in advance. And now I'm in college. I'm in my dorm and, you know, just getting ready to get back into the swing of things in school. But as you know, I do not go to school near my hometown of Philadelphia. I actually go a little further out. I go to school in Michigan. So, you know what? Going from that to there can be tedious. It could be long. It could be, you know, stressful because, you know what? You're always on the highway nonstop. And, you know what? It takes a strain on you mentally. But, you know what? I got through it. My dad got through it. So, thank you for helping me with the drive, dad. Shout out to you. But also, if our car did break down, you best believe that I am going to rock auto. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't know what rockauto.com is? Well, let me explain something to you. Chain stores have a different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. Rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Do you want to know the best part? RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part consumers online for 20 plus years. 
Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, <laughs> I know, I, I already said best of all, but this is the even better. Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and at the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Phew, now that I've given you all that information, let's bring back Jason and get ready for part two of this exciting four-part crossover series. Uh, going back to the salary, yeah, I don't know who the Ducks are going to expose, to be honest. Because there's a lot of UFAs after that season anyway, so they may not have to be protected. And by then, the Ducks could re-sign Ryan Miller. He might retire. They're not going to give up John Gibson. So who do the Ducks have to lose? Maybe Hampus Lindholm. Maybe Jacob Larson, because he re-signed. Maybe, I don't know, Raquel. We, we don't know yet. I don't know yet either. That's the thing. Like, it's scary. It's like, you know, um, who are we going to expose? I I don't think the – okay, I think the thing is we do not want to expose our young guys because we need them. So um, people like Jack Hughes, off the table. Nico Heizer, off the table. Uh, We Mm -hmm. signed uh, Riley Walsh out of Harvard, off the table. And, you know, we have three first-round picks this this year. We have uh, number seven. And depending on what the other teams do, you know, right now the picks are at number 18 and number 19. But if either the Coyotes or the Canucks advance, it'll th- both those picks will drop to uh, below uh, 28. If the Blackhawks or the Canadians win, uh, those mm-hmm. picks can move up a spot. So, you know, it, it depends on what will happen. But, um, you know, we have three first-round picks, and I'm just like, yeah, maybe maybe uh, two of them aren't lottery picks, but they could still go a long way. So I'm just I'm – just, I don't know. What, what do we – I know the I know the Devils were trying to give up PK Subban. If, mm-hmm. if 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 Subban does not step up his game this year, this upcoming season, he's out. He's gone. He's definitely yeah. gone. Or we're going to try to find a way to get him gone because he's not a unrestricted free agent until uh, 2022. Uh, you know. Yeah, you you mentioned one Harvard kid. The Ducks also have a Harvard kid uh, who's Jack Bedini, who's only 21 years old. He's apparently signed next season so he might be joining the minor leagues next year as well you're not going to expose guys like jack badini you're not going to expose trevor zegras you're definitely not going to expose him and especially not guys like troy terry isaac lundestrom max comtois you know these are all young players you're not gonna you're gonna try not to give up Kiefer sherwood either who hasn't re-signed yet he is still a restricted free agent the ducks better get on that pretty soon i'm just saying That's where the Ducks are going. They're going after this youth movement. They want to keep those young guys. I know Jacob Larson is also younger, but there is talks that maybe, just maybe. I don't know if they would, though. And you certainly do not want to give up their recent acquisition of Sonny Milano, who I think has done a tremendous job with the Columbus Blue Jackets. And he's done very well with the Anaheim Ducks, you know, having his stellar debut with them. 
So if they're going to give up guys, they're going to give up guys in their late 20s, early 30s. That's what's going to happen as they get exposed to this draft. Uh, so any notable guys that uh, went to the Golden Knights you can give examples of? Because th- this hasn't happened. This An expansion team uh, is still relatively, I'd say, fresh in uh, NHL fans' minds because, you know, you got the uh, the Golden Knights. They they uh, went to the Stanley Cup, actually. Uh, any examples of uh, players going to the Golden Knights that were just key for their uh, other teams? Like, think of anything? I, I still can't believe Vegas is that good after three years. My friend, uh, Jay Krasoniak, he, he, he's been on my show before. He's projecting the Golden Knights to win the, the Stanley Cup this year. Well, good for them. I'm not. <laughs> good for them. Uh, the one big one that I thought was a great pick was Jonathan Marchessault from Florida. I can't believe Florida gave him up that easily. I can't believe they gave up Cody Eakin that easily from the Dallas Stars. Uh, someone else that I thought should have been kept on their team, and me being a SoCal guy, the Kings let Braden McNabb go like nothing. That that was a pretty solid acquisition for Vegas as well. A lot of those guys that ended up being exposed were guys that were thought to be, I guess, over the hill, question mark, sort of. I mean, right. the Ducks gave up Lucas Spiza to Vancouver, and then Vancouver exposed him. I think, if I remember correctly, the Ducks, they gave up Clayton Stoner, which is a nothing burger. That's fine. But that's whatever. Um, I'm trying to remember, the the Devils, they gave up uh, John Merrill, if I remember correctly. I believe you are correct, actually. Thank you. I, I, no, you, I, you're correct. You're correct. It, it's pretty recent, so I kind of remember most of that, unfortunately. Right. Yay, all that mess. Did I do you remember expect the Golden Knights to be as good as they were? Absolutely not. I really didn't see that coming at all. I also remember who else gave up. They gave up uh, J.F. Barube, who's another SoCal guy, uh, played in Ontario for three seasons. Uh, he was acquired from the Islanders in the expansion draft. Ah, man. That, that was just such a bad memory. <laughs> For a lot of fans. But, you know, hey, good for Vegas. They might go all the way this year. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I still I am, still say no. I still say Flyers. We, we agreed on Flyers, didn't we, a few weeks ago? Oh. I have the Flyers as my Eastern pick. And I have Colorado as my Western pick. So we both have that. Right. Well... Great minds think alike. We'll see what happens, but I've seen crazier things happen in these uh, playoffs so far. And I told my, I told my listeners like, um, even if I know the Devils aren't in the playoffs, but still watch these NHL playoffs. They they are really, like I'm on the edge of my seat. Like literally, I'm I'm getting like coffee after coffee. I see five OTs. I see a ten oh second OT. I, I I see a ten second OT. I I see a game having to be rescheduled because of. Uh, how much overtimes we were getting. I saw a player back out unexpectedly, like just dropped a bomb on their team. Uh, so I'm, I'm so can, I, can I peel back the curtain here slightly? Sure, sure. So you and I uh, were both locked on hosts, obviously. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing this. Correct. We have a thread going on Twitter. We have this long DM thread with all the locked on NHL hosts. Great, I've great group of people. Fantastic cool. people. 
I've never had my phone buzz so damn much during a game than that five <laughs> overtime game. Everybody was glued to their computers or their phones or whatever, but you guys made my phone buzz almost the entire time. My phone nearly died at that time. Literally, I had to uh, turn off the notifications because I was at the gym one time. But I'm like, oh, I'm getting a notification. Is someone calling me? I'm like, nope, nope, bye. Like, I'll, I'll and, read it later. Going, read it later. And going and going and going. It wouldn't stop that night. It just kept going. I had to drink like uh, I don't drink coffee, but I had to drink like uh, two cups of uh, two cups of coffee just to stay up. Like, oh, we didn't was- ha- we didn't have coffee that night. I think I think Kelsey and myself, uh, Kelsey was watching the show with me. Yeah, she's like, it's it's a wine night. Yeah, yeah, we're drink we're into the wine now. That's how that's how far this game went. Is you go you go from water to tea and coffee to just drinks at that point. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. No, it no, it doesn't. It, but I nothing better than the NHL playoffs. Like different atmosphere, kind of because you know there's no fans in attendance. But well, there there are actually two fans. Uh, the two oh, giants. There's, there's four. There's four fans fans like the the air conditioner like band kind of thing like that literally like like literally a, a fan and I, I just love the nhl's uh troll trolling like that you know they're making light of a very serious situation so yeah, you know. so what was it the seventh period stretch the four fans uh we hope that you didn't have other plans tonight that that kind of thing that kind of trolling action the nhl's done a fantastic job with that I can't believe it, but I think the NHL is right now one of the most ideal leagues to look after for uh, this whole pandemic and how they've handled it. And uh, them and basketball just doing a just doing one heck of a job, uh, making sure we're all okay, that we're all trying to get um, uh, just just some sort of viewership and some sort of season. And uh, I, I can't. I don't know what they're going to do uh, this upcoming season. They might still have to stick with the bubble, but that might be a little more difficult because obviously that would be a longer stretch of time. You know, people will be away from mm-hmm. their families. You know, it's definitely. Or could they play at their home arenas, but just no fans in attendance? Like, could you? Well, look at baseball. So you know, look at baseball. Look at what they're doing right now. It's yeah, not it's, working. Possible, but just be prepared. There will be a lot of rescheduling and reshuffling. Mm-hmm. unfortunately that's what i think might happen because you don't want to give up those jobs for all the local people so something to think about but we don't know yet we don't know what's going to happen in three to four months the world could change for the worse or for the better we never know no we don't know and like no. i have to go back to i have to go back to college in, in a few days and it's just like i don't know what's going to happen like our I think some of my classes are going to be in person. I think some of them are going to be online. It's like, I, I don't know what to, to think of it. I, I, albeit, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to, you know, be see my some of my friends. But at the same time, Thank it's just like... God, I'm not in school anymore. <laughs> it's going to be so different for me, at least. I, I would hate it. Uh, so let, let's go a little off topic here, just to kind of lighten the hockey mood. Because we talked about hockey for the last half hour. Let, let's go off topic, because why not? Right. Right. I, I mean, our, our big boss, David Locke. And by the way, if you're listening, David, shout out to you, buddy. Thank you, how boss about, man, for everything. Yeah. How about the NBA playoffs off to a bang? Oh, I man. mean, Luka Doncic had a fantastic debut, albeit in a loss to the L.A. Clippers. Go Clips and go Lakes. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm you an L.A. guy. 
Lakers, 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 not Clippers. Lakers, Clippers are the little brother. Okay, so can I make a confession here? Go ahead. So I've been both a Clippers and a Lakers season ticket holder. There's a reason. Laker tickets were getting too expensive after the three-peat. And it was getting too expensive to get individual tickets to Laker games. And Clippers were pretty much saying, hey, come join our team. We're going to lower our prices. But because they suck, but they lowered their prices. This was at the time where you had Darius Miles, Quentin Richardson. You know, you had the Law Brothers. Okay, they're fun to watch. I'll get a partial package. I ended up getting the full season package in 2005 because I wanted to guarantee myself three Laker games. That was the main reason why. And, and so, you attached. Uh, the only time I may have grown attached was that 2006 run where they made the second round. We were so close to having a Lakers versus Clippers Western Conference final or Western Conference semifinal back in 2006. Of course, that was the iconic year where Kobe Bryant had that great, great buzzer beater over the Phoenix Suns where Mike Breen says, Bryant for the win. Bang! I missed that so much. Rest in peace to a legend. Yeah. Uh, one of my, probably one of my favorite players of all time. And at that moment, I said to myself, these are going to be the hottest tickets, but I am not going to give these up. And then I was thinking ahead because they had a 3-1 series lead. I think I'm going to have to root for the Lakers on this one. Sorry, Clips fans, but I got to root for the Lakers. Ultimately, they lost that series to Phoenix. We never got that L.A. versus L.A. matchup. It could happen this year. And if that happens, go Lakers. But man, man, those were fun days. And I will confess, I was a Lakers season ticket holder from 14 to 16. The last Laker game I saw as a season ticket holder was Kobe Bryant's final game. Wow. I would kill to get those tickets because that's just something you can't. But that's something you would just experience every day that you, you just don't opportunities like that just don't come around often. Yeah, the, the first and only basketball game that I cried at. I was crying at the end, not when he made the 70 points. I was crying when he left the game and he embraced Shaquille O'Neal. That's where I kind of lost it a little bit because it was like, man, these two together again, they're joking and laughing during the game. But then they embrace and hug. And as a fan, you just want to cry. And then more fans around me were tearing up as he had that final speech and said, Mamba, out. That's where it got to the rest of the fans. Yes, most of them were very audibly cheering, but it was like a crying cheering. You know, you could see the tears while they're chanting Kobe's name because they know this is the last time we're going to see arguably one of the greatest players of all time. Don't take anything for granted because unfortunately he's no longer here to uh, oh, be embarrassed. I do have a story about that as well, about the day Kobe passed. And my one of my co-hosts, or not co-hosts, I call her my co-host because she's on my podcast so frequently. So shout out to Sarah Avampato. Uh Sarah and I, we become pretty good frenemies. And I know that's <laughs> not allowed because one of us covers the Kings, one of us covers the ducks. So it's not supposed to be allowed, but we're in the same circle. She was out here in Ontario for the AHL All-Star Game, an event that I was working. I had to work an event prior to that at 8 a.m. So I had to work 
and there were youth games. So I worked the first game, 8.30 to 10. Okay, the first game goes out fine. And I have to turn my phone off because I'm also doing other activities like doing public address and all that. So between 10, 15 and noon is when you started to hear something. My phone begins blowing up between games two and three. And that's when I see the initial TMZ thing that Kobe Bryant was in a helicopter crash. I'm like, I, I couldn't believe it. So I showed the person next to me and I said, hey, um, I think this is real. I'm just going to go ahead and tweet it. My phone blew up after that. And it kept blowing up during the skills competition in Ontario. What happened before that, as soon as it was confirmed around 4 p.m., uh, 4 p.m. local time, there was a lot of confusion as to, you know, how's everyone going to respond? Should we do something? So when the skills contest began at about 4.30, they very quickly together put up a slide or a screenshot of Kobe and his daughter and our public address announcer, Dave Joseph. He had to announce that Kobe and Jana had passed away. And I heard some audible gasps from the crowd, like they didn't realize what had happened because this was all happening so fast. And even people in the press box, they were just kind of looking very solemn during that. And it, it's kind of hard to put a damper on such a joyous event, but a major story like that indeed put a slight damper on what's supposed to be the best event in American Hockey League. So that's yeah. kind of my story on that. And it shows you the impact he had on sports in general. Cause I told people like, even if you don't know basketball, you knew Kobe Bryant. And oh, absolutely. Even, even if you didn't play basketball per se, he still inspired you. Like you, he, he, you could be a custodian, but Kobe Bryant inspired you to be the best custodian out there. And mm -hmm. that's the impact he had. Cause like, I'll tell you one thing, like, uh, sometimes when I'm doing a public speech, I wear my Kobe shoes because I get nervous. But I just say Mamba mentality, Mamba mentality. Uh, when I was taking my driver's test, um, I, I was nervous. I wore my Kobe shoes because, you know, I wanted to and I passed on the first try. Uh, you know, just just his impact like that and just the simple things. And when I found out he he had passed away, I, my I, my heart sank because I was like, OK, TMZ, this has to be fake news because TMZ is not the most reliable news source like you know it, it's it's iffy it's 50 50 but i was just like please let this be fake news and uh unfortunately they can i saw you know nike tweeting it out the nba tweeting it out and i was just like this is real and it was a very gloomy day and i was just like he literally just tweeted congratulatory tweets and a post to lebron for you know beating his record mm -hmm. for uh for most points career, career points yeah and i'm just like wow what are the odds of that happening just I, like i i still couldn't believe that happened i mean obviously being at his last game it meant a lot to see that by the way which kobe's do you have i have the kobe ones the pro tros the uh blackout oh nice um i have the hypers the hypers um, yeah, so I I wore to I wore those shoes to his last game. Remember the socks he wore in that final game, the two and the four. Uh, I think so. I think I've seen it on pictures before. Yeah, so those those socks were first released on a game against the Golden State Warriors. 
on February of that season. I bought those socks because you bought I, those socks. I bought the socks. So I have the Kobe Bryant final game socks. I bought all kinds of stuff that final game. I bought the hat. I have the lanyard. Um, just all kinds of memorabilia. Uh, something else. I was at his first game too. Really? His first yeah. game ever? First game ever against the wow. Minnesota Timberwolves, November 96. Um, so my mom uh, took me to a bunch of Laker games back in the day at the Great Western Forum in Englewood, California. Missed the phone, oh. by the way. Yeah, no longer here. That That's where I'm kind of showing my age, but kind of not because I'm not that old. I mean, I'm in my 30s. But that was some of my best memories was going to the Forum, not far from home. So I got to see Magic Johnson play. I got to see Kareem play once. That was my very first game was Kareem's last season. I barely remember it, but I saw him play. I saw That's Magic. Back, right? I saw Byron Scott. I saw Derek Fisher. So those were fun days. I saw Shaq play with the, with the Lakers. That was Shaq's second game, Kobe's first game. I still had the tickets. So when I had the season tickets and I saw that Kobe was retiring, a lot of my friends are saying like, hey, can I go to the game? Hey, can I go to the game? Hey, you're thinking about selling your tickets. Hey, can I buy this? Can I buy this? Can I go? Uh, guys, shut up. <laughs> like, no, no, absolutely no, not. no. Here's what I did. I told all my friends, uh, no, but thanks. I got offers. I won't say exactly how much I got up to, but I'll just say it was almost in the four digits oh. for that last game. Yeah, but I still said no. Here's the reason why. My mom took me to his first game. I still had the ticket stub. I took my mom to his last game. And immediately my friends were like, dang, dang it. Like, I hate that you're being so sweet, but that's fine. You know, so she took me to his first game. I took her to his last game. And that's what got us on the news that day was I, in the lanyard, I had the ticket from his first game and the ticket from his last game in the same lanyard altogether. So my mom and I ended up on the news that night. If you don't mind me asking, how old were you when you uh, went to his first game? Like, do you, like, were you, how much do you remember? I remember a lot because I was 11 years old. So there, you can figure out how old I am now. Mid 30s. Oh, I, I don't have time to do. I don't, I don't have time to do the math. Yeah. I, I hate math. But Next I remember. Being, I remember being so so super excited because at the time. That was Shaq's second ever game as a Laker. And it was against KG and the Timberwolves. So I said, heck yeah, I'm excited to watch this. And then I saw like the exhibition games that Kobe was tearing up. So I said, yeah, I really want to see Kobe play too. So he got in some action and, you know, that was his first ever game. So I was like one of those young kids cheering loudly, Kobe. So I was excited back then. But I, I remember everything about the forum. I remember we sat in the lower section of the seats behind the Lakers, behind the basket. Uh, I want to say the eastern sideline. We sat back there. So lower section on the area that is below where the band is. Uh, if you've watched Lakers games for a long time, the Lakers used to have their big band there with the trumpets and the drummer and the bassist and all that. And I, I love the band so much. I miss them every day. So that's what I recall about the forum. Man, man, I miss the forum. Man. 
I know this is a weird time to stop, but we are way, way, way over time. So hopefully I don't get in trouble for this. But I hope you guys enjoyed this special crossover episode between me and Jason Hernandez of Locked on Ducks. I want to thank him for appearing on the show. Oh, wait, 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 wait a second. No, I keep forgetting. He has two more episodes, so there's a lot more in store. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this particular episode of part two and get ready for part three tomorrow. And then the day after that, get ready for part four. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey, and long live Kobe Bryant. I'm glad that we talked about him in this episode because some things are just bigger than sports and we need to talk about a true icon. Have a great day, everybody.